Hello and welcome to Jumpstar Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all the chapters from Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read volume 15 of Bakuman because it's our favorite and we read it every month. Yes. And t- until we're out of Bakuman, which is distressingly soon. Yes. We're about halfway done. Almost. But before that, we have a Shonen Jump. Every week, we talk about eight chapters, as well as new stuff. So we're talking about ten this week, which is over half of Shonen Jump this week. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Shonen Jump this week, Kevin? I think it was kind of weird. I had definitely had some stuff I liked. There was a couple of chip, like, I felt like a lot of the chapters were just kind of like, okay, yeah, this needed to happen. Yeah, it was a very meh issue for that because of that for me mm-hmm. like a lot of it was like oh i like this series and it's like oh yeah i guess it's exactly where the story is but that wasn't great yeah and like i don't mean to say that they were bad even the ones that i was just like okay yeah you know some of them were like hey we're starting the terminal arc like mm-hmm, yeah and like, yeah, that's where we were last week too but okay yep. yeah and a couple other ones of like here's how the fights are setting up like okay sure shall we hop on into it then yeah let's do it we will start out with the brand new series, I Tell C, Chapter 1, Gaze. What did you think of this, Kevin? I liked the twist. I don't know how well this will do. Like, this seems like this was a one-shot that was given a green light. Yeah, I had the feeling that I really wish this was a one-shot. I enjoyed it pretty well, but it wasn't even Mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't want this to be a series. It was more like, I feel like this needs another revision before it's ready to be a series, and that manga could be really, really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it was a great mystery story, and I think the twist... Part of the reason it feels like a one-shot is it's a twist that works really well in a one-shot, that like the protagonist is not actually the character we think is the protagonist, right? Yeah. But we have to go on with this protagonist next week when they weren't given a ton of time to be set up more than what their gimmick is. Yeah. And that's that's why I'm a little hesitant on it. It could be good. Like, the art's pretty good, and I'm willing to give it a shot. But it's yeah. one of those, it's like, this feels like this was a one-shot that got greenlit, and they were just like, well, we can just run that, right? And, it, like, it's certainly... The nice thing is, is it's good enough to grab me of like, well, that was a, like, that was a cool twist. So I like, I'm interested to see where this goes at the very least. And presumably it'll be really mystery focused stories, right? And I don't think the mystery here was great, which I think bodes ill for it. It wasn't terrible. And maybe longer yeah. form mysteries will work better for this writer, or may- it-, it could be a thing that because it all needed to happen in one chapter, even an extra long chapter, it felt more rushed than it could be. That's totally fair, because I-, I feel like a lot of the chapter was setting up the twist rather than the mystery. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it comes off as a horror story, right? Yeah. In the end, there's the bit where, like, I guess to explain for anyone who didn't read it, it's basically about a detective who falls in love with criminals. And that's how she catches them. And like the more experienced cop is like, it's fine. No one likes yonder rays. No one would ever run away with her. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yo, (laughs) but I really don't like the male lead either. And it really seems like it's setting up as a romance story between the two. They have almost no interaction. So this is fine, but it feels like they have no chemistry. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I didn't even get the feeling that it was going to be a romance story between the two. I'm pretty sure that's what they're setting up at the end. Maybe I'm wrong, and I would like to be wrong in this case. He does nothing for me. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from when you said that, but because they literally have next to no interaction, like literally they say like ten, five lines to one another right at the end. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't like your methods. I want you to turn in your seduction and your badge and go home. <laughs> I am curious to see where it goes. I, I actually did like this first chapter more than I liked Elusive Samurai's first chapter. I'm sure you're the other way around. Yeah, I am. But I was really hoping this was a one-shot just because I feel like it's not quite done cooking yet. But also, you know, sometimes you got to jump out without a parachute to see what happens, right? Sometimes that's the best way to survive. Yeah. Well, then, again, maybe this is a, hey, this is a good twist. It'll get people interested, and then we'll go, like develop the plot more you know next week and i feel like there's room for a more romance focused story in jump right now mm-hmm. anything else you want to say on it no next up we have my hero academia number 299 like those tragic tales i liked this chapter it seemed like a weird thing to go from last week's chapter the cliffhanger they were setting up yeah it is more Daniel Mouse stuff with some other characters. I feel like this is the most best genus that's ever appeared in a chapter. I think so, too. But while I agree with that, I, at the same time, I had a fun time being like, yeah, it's Hawks and best genus hanging out. And we've got some, you know, Hawks backstory. I think my favorite part was the part where Harry Hoshi was clearly like, man, I want to draw the Batmobile. Who in my setting would have a Batmobile? It's the best <laughs> genus mobile. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> I also liked that Best Genus like ties everybody up. And he's like, sorry, man, I'm feeling a little under the weather, so I, I had to get a little rough with the apprehension. Yeah. And it's continuing the plot line where he captures a bunch of people, and he's like, ah, oh, it gets weird that there are no local heroes. And the civilians are like, yeah, all our local heroes, like, quit. And I love, like, Hawks had a no good dad who got busted by Endeavor, and it's a combination of that and that an Endeavor doll was all his mom could afford that made him a huge fan of Endeavor. And yeah. he's like, okay, Endeavor's in trouble. I gotta go help him. That's super good. That was super Shunning good stuff. Yeah. I also really liked the there's that single little small panel of when he's like, Oh, I'm surprised none of the local heroes came to help out, and you see one guy with some kind of thing on his arm. Like, yeah, all the local heroes left, and he's, like, trying to hide his arm. Like, mm -hmm. clearly he was one of the local heroes. Yeah. That's just kind of like, you know, like a couple, like that one hero a couple chapters ago that was like, well, I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. That was breaking Ochiko's heart. Yeah. All in all, I really like the chapter. I would agree with that. Moving on to another chapter I really liked, One Piece Chapter 1002, Four Emperors vs. New Generation. The return oh, of Luffy being struck by lightning and being light, and people being like, why won't it work on you? And he's just like, rubber. <laughs> that was great. I think my favorite moment was right at the end when... Right, right after that? Uh, right after that when... So I guess early in the chapter, we have this moment where the guys are using like skill and technique to deflect some of the attacks and yeah, um and kaido's like oh good you're not just using shonen bullshit to fight me you're being smart about it yes and then right <laughs> after when uh he shoots his breath attack at luffy and luffy's fine he's like how did you survive that shonen bullshit <laughs> yeah he's like how did you survive my lightning i made of rubber how did you survive my fire shonen bullshit 
<laughs> I just, that really got me. Because yeah, it was yeah. like, you know, yeah, Luffy is the type of person who actually thinks in combat pretty well. But it was just great when he was like, well, how did you do that, guts? Yeah. Especially when Zoro, like, teleports there to cut the fire into. So it could have just been that. But it's it's a toit sweet mo- moment. Yes. Well, I also really like Zoro being like, Law, put me up there. And <laughs> Law being like, I am not your lackey. And then does it anyway. Yeah, it's like, I am not support. I do not just teleport other people. <laughs> I did. He also, speaking a lot, has a great bit at the beginning when they're all attacking where he's like, well, I've never seen an, anat- an anatomical chart of a dragon, but I bet your heart's about here. <laughs> yes, that was really good. That end. To avoid the first attack, he swaps kids like scrap heap in the way so it absorbs all the damage and kids like it was all scrap anyway mm-hmm. yeah just i really loving the fight between these guys yeah uh, dreading slash excited for when we cut away but it's been great so far and yes. we get a new cha- another chapter next week kevin can you believe yes. it two in a row all the excitement so speaking of two next up we have the elusive samurai chapter two hide from the demon 1333 what did you think of this chapter kevin I've cooled a little bit from where I ranked it last time. I still am liking the series. I like the art. And I'm excited to see where the story goes. The anachronistic humor is kind of funny. Like them playing basically Monopoly in the year 1333 is kind of funny. And there's some similar stuff there. And I'm also like the end of this chapter, the cliffhanger excited me a lot more than anything we've seen before. But I still feel like it has the problems I was talking about before. That's fair. Again, it's not a get this out of here situation. I think Shonen Jump's got a pretty decent lineup right now, despite not really liking this issue. And presumably we're going to get one more new series at least. Yeah. I could fill something in. But like I said, it's not really doing it for me, but it's only chapter two. There's still time to improve. Yeah. And like I said, I'm liking it. So it does have time. It will take a bit of time to address some of the problems that you had with it. Yeah, I still don't super care for any of the characters, but at least the cliffhanger at the end is set up for me to get invested in at least one of them. Maybe all three if it's lucky. Yeah. And like I said, that that has my interest at the very least. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about it? Nope. That brings us to Jujutsu Kaisen, chapter 137, Hard and White, which was kind of a weird chapter. I mean, it's it's a hard cut, right? Which makes sense. Yeah, I was kind of expecting them to fight some of those demons, try to chase him and fail. We still might cut back to that because obviously it's been a hard cut, but it's a hard cut to a different perspective. So we might see a bit uh, because I I guess I hadn't considered that. But now that you're saying that, it makes sense. Yeah, because like, you know, we we don't know what happened to I mean, Itadori's still alive because they're sending Yuta after him, but we don't necessarily know what happened to him or everyone else that was involved. Yeah. It's basically from a higher perspective. I found it to be a very strange chapter, like especially that chapter that's, or that double page spread. That's all dialogue balloons. That was, yeah, that, that really didn't work for me. Me either. I get what they're going for. It's the idea Mm -hmm. of like faceless people above them. And Jujutsu Kaisen already has this theme heavily, but it's a a thing Spider-Man does as well, where all the adults are just kind of capricious and don't trust the teenagers at all, who are the characters we're supposed to sympathize with. 
Because if you've ever been a teenager, you know that all the adults think you're an idiot because all they can remember about being a teenager is how much of an idiot they were. Yes. And lots of fiction does a good job of exploring that. But this chapter seemed to be going really hard into that in a way that maybe I'm just getting old, but I found to be a little extreme. Well, I think, yes, I think the the full page spread of just the speech bubbles didn't have, like, I wouldn't have put a two-page spread on it. I honestly, I feel like it would have worked a lot better with having more smaller speech bubbles that are covering on top of one another. Yeah, I get what they're going for because he wants it to be faceless and unattributable, right? But you could also do that by having the speech balloons cover up all of the people speaking, although that's a lot more drawing work. Yes, but like what I was thinking was is they like I feel like most of the what was actually being said in those speech bubbles didn't need to be legible. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like that's more what I was thinking was, you know, this is like a cabal of, you know, the secret cabal of dudes just arguing about stuff. And so it's like I only need to read like four or five of these. So you can put like 20 speech bubbles on a regular page and just literally have them all shoved in together so that you can only read the ones that you want read. Mm hmm. The last two pages are more exciting, where it's kind of setting up where the story is going. Like, it's a decent mm-hmm. cliffhanger, although, like, it, it says, like, these are five things, and they do seem kind of arbitrary. Yeah. Although, they do increase the stakes, so. Uh, like I said, it, it was a weird chapter, and I didn't really work for me. Besides the besides the beginning, that kind of threw me off. I really liked the end of it, and I'm excited for Utah to finally show up. Yeah. Have you read the prequel chapters? I have not. I almost okay. did because when I found out they existed, but like Viz did a very bad job of showing they were out. Yeah. Well, it's because it put them in front of the. Yeah, it put the them chapters. as chapter point one, point two, point three, and point four, and they released them yeah. in like the middle of the week, and I don't usually check them. Yeah. I, also, like you're absolutely right. We could go right back to that fight, and Yuta could even show up for it. Like this could be implying that this is happening in the middle of it. But it seemed to me like it was a setup for a time skip of some sort, whether that's like a week or six months. No, it it very well could be a setup for a time skip. So we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That brings us to Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter Forty Eight: Mash Burndead and the Lambs to the Slaughter. Sure is going to be a tournament arc. This is probably the better of the two chapters that it's like, sure is going to be a tournament arc, right? Yeah. The problem with this chapter is that the the punchline is so obvious from the setup, and most of the chapter is set up. Yes. I still, like, it's still satisfying to watch MASH punch people, though. Like, it's not as satisfying, but it wasn't, oh, yeah, of course he punched the dude. It was like, yeah, punch that guy. <laughs> I guess because, like, that guy is, like, a mindless monster that only really exists to be, like, a thwomp in a video game and slow them down. I didn't have quite the satisfaction. I'll agree with you. It's still good to watch Mash Punch people. Yeah, the punch was good, but for me, it was the, uh, that guy doesn't even have magic. Get him, you know, like, the the crowd. And then just the smack, and all of them are like, uh, that was the part that got me. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Just didn't do it as much for me. Mm Mm-hmm. It didn't go super high for me either. Um, it kind of did for me just because, like I said, I wasn't super impressed by this jump. And Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it was down near the bottom, but. Anyway, I, I don't know that I have much more to say about it than it's set up punch, literal punch line. Yes. 
punch panel, I suppose, more than punch line. Yeah, uh, that's really all it is. Which is, to be fair, also Mashal kind of at its strongest, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's about all I have to say about it. Sure. Moving on, we have Mission Yuzakura Family, Mission 68, Break Through the Shutters, which I would also say is kind of just a setup chapter, right? Yeah. But hey, we get more Futaba fighting. We've got a couple of their, like, you know, the Yozakura family breaking off to square up for their individual fights. Yeah, which is, like you said at the top of this podcast, kind of what you expect to happen next, even if it's not super exciting. I did like mm-hmm. the Mitsumi like panel with her grandma sniper taking stuff out. Yeah, I, I especially love the grandpa being like, shoot me through the heart next. Yeah. Uh, but something I've kind of alluded to, but I don't think I've ever expressed quite like this, is I don't think the writer of Mission Yuzakura Family is very good at doing fights. Like, the Taiyo fights have been pretty good, which I think is why it took me so long to figure this out. But Futaba's a character I want to see fight, because she's like a, a shonen martial artist. And this is just doing nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's okay at it. It's nothing amazing, but it's not that I literally feel nothing. Like, I kind of like the like, Tai Chi-like thing she has going for blocking the fire. Mm-hmm. And I, I think my bigger problem, though, is she's the character I most want to see fight someone, and it's not doing okay. a lot for me. So when, like, the younger brother with the mutation starts fighting someone, I'm going to care even less. Elder brother is the most likely to get a good fight, so, like, 50-50 on him. Uh, it could go that way, or it could continue to have him just instantly defeat his foes, and it's going to be some of the other, like... Nanamine or some of the other Yozakuras that we've been focusing on getting a more interesting fight. Yeah, we'll see. Or is it Nanamine? Nano. Yeah. Nano? Nano. That said, I do like the panel where the the black claw dude, I don't exactly know what's going on with him, but he's shooting all the spikes through the walls at the Yozakura family, and I like that Nano shrinks to avoid all of them. Yeah, it's a good panel. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. Alrighty. That brings us to Ayakashi Triangle Chapter 30, Follow Garaku, which seems to be setting up our next like multi-part arc, which is about time mm-hmm. for Ayakashi Triangle. Yep. What did you think of it? Pretty interesting. I like the implications that Suzu is like a reincarnation of a shrine maiden from the past. Yeah, although how true that is and how versus how much of this Ayakashi just wants revenge on someone is ambiguous, although we've seen her take another form, and Garaku is, is certainly interested in someone, so. Well, and the the main reason that sold it for me was her seeing the tree. Mm-hmm. And, and being like, like, you couldn't have seen this tree? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, like, you know, that, that thing was felled a thousand years ago. There's no way you could have seen it. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked that moment, and this this dude that's pissed off at her. Uh, Chirazuka Kayo, the ghost king of dust. Yes. Who wants to turn everything to dust. It's cool. Yeah, and Garaku appears to have betrayed her at the end, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't think he has, but I know what you mean. That's, well, probably... that's certainly what the cliffhanger implication is. That's yes. what's supposed to get you coming back next week. That's why I yeah. said appeared. Yeah, because I think it's, I personally think it's going to be he was like, oh, thank you for bringing her to me. I was like, no, I brought you to her so that she could help you. Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, although I think it's... Well, I, I've said this about Ayakashi Triangle Arcs in the past, too. That I think it's going to be longer, and then they end up being two chapters, so... I won't say it now. I could be very wrong. Yeah. I quite enjoyed that one, though. 
so not much to say about it. <laughs> yeah. We're moving along pretty fast, but that's just not a lot happening in Shonen Jump this week, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah, a lot of the chapters are just kind of like, even the ones that were good, or th- th- you know, were just kind of like, yeah, I, I liked it, and nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to Build King Chapter 10, The Prelims. Sure is going to be a tournament arc, huh? Yep. There's some jokes about beeping out swears that really didn't land for me. No. That, yeah, that honestly really, especially when um, uh, Cork hung a hat on it mm-hmm. and was like, you're full of self-censorship. Uh, oh. Like, it made it even less funny. And also introducing a lot of, like, older character, mentor-type characters, but the designs didn't really do much for me, nor did their characters, so. Yeah. That's kind of all there was. I mean, and also you get the badass moment where you realize that uh, the main character, whose name I forgot, that's not a good sign, (laughs) is much tougher than anyone else around him since he hasn't really interacted with anyone normal yet. Yeah. Which lands okay, but it's certainly something I've seen before and wasn't amazing. No, I was definitely getting huge Dragon Ball vibes. Oh, for sure. Although it's hard not to with the art style, especially when like this feels like an early Dragon Ball town, right? Yeah. And this is basically the World Martial Arts Tournament, just, you know, with a more concrete goal to it. Yeah. Well, and then we have, you know, Goku coming in from the boonies. Yeah. So not understanding that he's superhuman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't do a lot for me, though. Same. Which, last but not least, brings us to Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin Depth 28, Sunken Ruins Part 5. What did you think of Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin this week, Kevin? I actually kind of liked it. I was a bit... Iffy at the ending at first, but thinking about it made me like it more. I didn't dislike it, but it's real generic, right? Of her being like, oh, I I tried to teach him underwater combat, but he couldn't learn anything except for the legendary skill no one has mastered before. Which, which again, it's Shonen Jump. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I was getting, I think it gave me really big Naruto vibes of him mastering the Rasengan. Yeah, not quite that level to me but yeah i definitely see what you're going for I it think- was just in that vein of like yeah, yeah you know the rasengan it was like yeah this was the move that like the fourth hokage mastered and no one else really knows how to do except for me it took me 50 years to master the kamehameha kamehameha yeah yeah no it's not a problem i think my bigger problem is the technique doesn't look great when we see it as the end panel cliffhanger right and there's certainly room for the next chapter to be showing more of it, but it didn't impress. I'm hoping that's what it is, because I'm expecting it to be some kind of, like, like implosion thing, where he's going to create a vacuum that's going to do something cool, like a pistol shrimp. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense for an underwater technique, right? Yeah. And I do like the captain be like, hey, Sigma Jimmy, you have to fight this guy. If you can't beat this scrub, then you're useless to us. That's yeah. classic shonen stuff and is good for like, it's cool that it's almost the reverse and that he's again, he is superhuman, but he's less superhuman than everyone else in the group. Yeah. Well, and I, I also like that Orpheus like, what? No, so, so, you know, sure. Can't do that. And he's like, all right, fine. Your boss is a real slave driver or your girlfriend's a real slave driver. You know that? Uh-huh. And he's just like totally fine with it. And Orpheus like, uh, aren't you like scared at all? Nah. It's like, you're still poisoned. Remember? And eh, shonen bullshit. <laughs> uh, anything else you wanted to say on it no alrighty that brings us into jump card
Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump, not just the stuff we read, from our least favorite up to our favorite. 18 this week, so what do you have at number 18, Kevin? High School Family. Same. It's almost something, but it's not. Nope, it is not. What do you got at 17? This is where I put Phantoms here. Okay. This felt like even more of a... Here's the villains you're going to be facing, you know, like, all right, here's the uh, here's the enemy team lineup, and today we're going to be facing off against the Puppet Master. I guess I put it higher because I like the, like, uh, character who has a crush on the main character, and I like that she's okay. I like those panels pretty well. That's good. And yeah. I also do actually like the Voodoo Doll Puppet Master thing at the end. I think that was effectively creepy. Didn't go oh, yeah. crazy high for me. But quite that, a bit that's higher fine. than this. Mm-hmm. I have me and Robico at 17. Okay. A little bit better than an average me and Roboco because, like, the arc works okay, but it didn't make me laugh. It didn't make me laugh either, but me and Roboco went quite a bit higher than it normally does just because, like, I felt like this was a good arc of, like, again, the best part of me and Roboco is Gorilla and what's-his-bucket. Yeah, yeah. Being like, oh, look at this guy. So much potential for growth. He only yeah, got j- a 10 on his test. Yeah, like they were spinning everything positively, but being the friend to the superstar who everyone treats him like a porcelain doll, Mm -hmm. and they were like, well, we'll treat you like people. Like, don't worry, man. We understand what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. What do you have at 16? That's where I put Black Clover. Same. Boy. This, yeah. I'm glad you feel the same, because I was like, ah, Kevin might put this high, but this is just like, oh, the guys you uh, beat are unbeaten. I'm like, well, that's what I wanted, but what? Huh? How? When? Why? Foo? Like, I understand, actually, how it happened, but at the same time, it's like this weird, because technically the event happened last chapter. And that's how sequential storytelling should work. That is how sequential storytelling should work, but, like, Yuto's fight was, like, six chapters ago, Mm -hmm. and it's only just now being revealed, like, it was like all of these were happening simultaneously, but you didn't really show that well, so it felt like, it's been, like, a month, hasn't, you know, hasn't Yuto moved on to a new dude? Yeah, I mean, this is a super weird problem with Black Clover that I haven't brought up before, but, like, I honestly think the best thing about Shonen among stories is the part where the main character uses his best technique and the villain appears dead and he starts to walk away and then the villain is just fine like that mm-hmm. despair moment is the best thing black clover does them all the time and i never feel anything from them i didn't feel much from these either and i think it was because i think it was two weeks ago when uh he was the the one other demon guy was like oh don't worry we've got plenty of time oh no this guy's here i was like who <laughs> yeah what like it it would have made more sense if they had just said, oh yeah, these two, like the high grade uh, demons or whatever showed up and are, are allowing us to, you know, like, all right, this event happened. But instead it was like two separate events that I, like, I don't understand the connection between the two. Like, oh no, this guy showed up and cast magic that made, and this is, this is a series that uses magic. And it was, this guy showed up, cast magic that made us, our, our victory more easy. Okay. Sure. Uh, it, a it didn't work tier. for me. Yeah, it didn't work for <laughs> me. I'm, I am very excited, though, hopefully for next week, because they've got another big giant demon heading to crush, presumably the town where Asta is. Yeah, yeah the is last panel of, is of Asta, the only character I care about. So, Well, it's a big callback to 
the beginning of the series where there's that giant skull outside of Asa's town that's the big demon that was going to destroy the country that the Wizard King defeated. Mm-hmm. So and now, so I'm like, I'm getting this vibe of like Asa's now going to go kick this thing's ass, like the Naruto in Sage Mode, the climax of Naruto. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm excited. I'm hoping that does well, but I I agree with you. This week just did nothing for me. What do you get at fifteen? So that's where I put Build King. Okay, I have it very slightly higher. Higher. I wonder if we flipped on this. Possibly. I don't really have anything else to say on it. There. I have Sakamoto Days at fifteen. Okay. It it didn't do anything for me. It introduced two new like opponents, which I guess is where we are in the story. But they don't really do anything for me. None of the jokes really landed, and like I was fine with the poison last week, but like this week, your complaints about it really got me when they're trying to cure it. And like the mm-hmm. convenient, oh, my psychic powers don't work now. Yeah, well, and it's also my psychic powers don't work from the antidote mm-hmm. for blindness. Sure. What do you got at fourteen? Sakamoto days. It's right, put build king. Yep. The slight showdown moment where the the fly gets punched on his cheek and it's like, oh, you were going for the fly. Just barely put it above Sakamoto days for me. That's fair. For me, I think I liked the moment where they're trying to be like. They're try they're in the horror movie and they're trying to be rational about it. Okay, your psychic power is off. We're kind of tired. Maybe we should leave. And then the mom coming up and being like, Oh no, let's go have more fun. Like okay, yeah, we'll go have fun. We're in a brightly lit area, everything should be fine. I know, let's go into the haunted house. Shit. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> I really loved that moment of Fair. all of them being like, You're kidding me. This is perfect assassination conditions. What do you have at 13? Speaking of... Yeah, that's houses. where I put me in Roboco. I just... I so really liked the... That's here. <laughs> weird. Yeah. I just really liked the... I think some of it was... Roboco is mostly normal in pretty much all of the manga. Like, mm-hmm. she's being just a little weird, but not crazy. Like, she has superpowers, and that's important, but... Yeah, it... Well, even, like... When she's using her superpowers isn't what throws me off. It's when she's being, like, bizarre. Yeah, I gotcha. But it was just Gorilla and the one guy and Rich Bondo kid. all being being friends to this kid really got me. Fair enough. That's what Shannon Jump's all about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have at number 12? I, I, Phantom Seer, like I said, is 13. I don't have anything more to say about it, though. That's where I put Undead and Unluck. Okay. I kind of felt like, you know, we were having a moment with unlock and they were talking about unseen and all this stuff and then it was like oh let's uh toss uh, a bunch of other people into this uh battle against autumn sure like almost out of nowhere 12s where i put elusive samurai like i said i enjoyed the board game jokes and like the cliffhanger has me a little excited for what comes next but Mm -hmm. it didn't do a ton for me what do you have at 11 that's where i put magochan okay i really liked magochan this week actually i really liked the depressing sea urchin and their one friend, like, I, I like that all of Riku's, Riku, no. Rika, uh, yeah. Yeah, Rika, yeah. All of Rika's friends are getting uh, <laughs> supernatural gods. Except like, for the one pets. who really wants one. Except for the one who really wants one. I love the bit with the uh, the anime generic protagonist who's like, I'm going to stop you. And she would just poke him with it. He's like, oh, I'm worthless. And he's like, oh, but now I'll, oh, no. Because like, she's such a little shit. That's exactly what she'd do. And it's yeah, she good. just keeps she keeps hitting, bopping him in the head with it. Yeah. yeah, I liked that. I liked the one thing where the guy's like, well, I can't deal with a dude who's got a thing for his uh, legal guardian. 
<laughs> and uh, Unreus being like, oh, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, was, it was really good. Yeah, I put it much higher. Fair. I got Undead and Lucky 11, but basically based on what you said. Sure. But some of the action worked, and like I kind of like the motivation forming for these pair, this pair of villains. Mm-hmm. It's very, you can't go back, and they're like, yes, we can. This is shown in manga. Yes. What do you have at number 10? That's where I put I Tell C. Okay. It's interesting. It's got a good twist, but that feeling of it's like, how how is this a story? Mm-hmm. I, I doesn't really... Yeah. I think we have the same reservations about it, for sure. Mm-hmm. I put Mission Yuzakura family at 10. Okay. I think we, we hashed out our disagreement on that earlier. Yep. Like, it's just... Not doing a lot for me. Totally fair. I, I wish it would. What do you have at nine? That's where I put the elusive samurai. I do like the. I really like it. It's a bit of a twist, but the, the like cowardly uncle. You know, he's like, try spineless and trying to suck up, and then the reveal that he was like, you realize, like I'm a ridiculously powerful warrior, right? It's like, yeah, I, I am a shonen uncle. You should yeah. be like, oh, oh no, that's my uncle. Yeah, well, I just like, he was like, you realize they gave me, they gave him to me to protect because of my skills yeah. as a warrior, right? Not because I'm his uncle. Mm-hmm. Nine's where I put ITLC. Okay. Uh, yeah, not much more to say about it. Yep. What do you have at eight? That's where I put Mashal. Same. It's a good punchline. Yeah, and th- that's all it is, but yes. Yep. What do you have at Lucky Seven? That's where I put Mission Yuzakura Family. Okay. I-, I like the fights a bit more. Fair. That's where I have Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. Again, we, we pretty much had a doubt. Weak issue mm-hmm. of Shonen Jumper. It probably would have gone lower. I did like the ending, though. Yeah. What do you have at six? That's where I put Hardbolt, Cop, and Dolphin. Okay. Like I said, I, the Shonen moments are good, and I'm excited to see more of Shark's fight. Mm-hmm. Six is where I put Dr. Stone. Dr. Okay. Stone's the same as it ever is, but it was a weak Shonen Jump, so that's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Dr. Stone is like almost a litmus test for me for my Shonen Jump. Like if Dr. Stone is low, it was probably good Shonen Jump. If Dr. Stone is high, it was either a very good chapter of Dr. Stone or Shonen Jump not great. <laughs> yeah. What do you have at number five? That's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. Okay. This was, you know, honestly not their most interesting setup of a story arc. Still good. I'm interested in more of the Suzu might be a reincarnation thing. Or, like, not Suzu specifically, but she's, like, the spiritual energy that makes her a spirit medium is the thing that reincarnated. So it's yeah. like, you know. Like an avatar it, I, situation. Sort of, yeah. There's lots of ways to make that work. And I'm yeah. also curious to learn the mechanics. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for it, though. Where are we, five? Yep. That's where I put Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin. A sure. little surprised I had it above you, but pretty much said my whole thing on it what do you have it for that's where i put dr stone i think this was a pretty like you said it was a pretty weak week for the manga in general but the thing that really got me in dr stone was zeno using the coiling wires to uh, send an interference like send a signal Mm -hmm. but then what really got me was uh, because he did that his claws magnetized and Senku noticing that one of the bolts sticks th- to his claws. I thought it was again that noticed, but I did like that bit too. I'm pretty sure it was Senku, 
just from the way because we only see their eyes but mm-hmm. i think it was the because i think gen has uh, markings that go down gotcha. his eyes and it was like a lightning it was like a, a line coming out from the top so i think it was senku noticed hey, i, I could definitely sent a message yeah but either way somebody noticed that zenu did something and mm-hmm. so i'm like it was this was the hey the bad guys have this twist well the good guys also like you know I knew that you knew that I knew that you knew that I knew that you knew that you would attack or that you would cheat. It's that good Death Note shit. Yes. Well, I was thinking Samurai Jack. Yeah, I know. The, the, obviously, the joke is Samurai Jack because that episode's amazing. But oh, <laughs> like I no, like wa- I want to go watch that episode now. I feel like there are only actually five good episodes of Samurai Jack, but they're so good. Is that what the one where Aku has to tell the stories? Like, yeah, Jack was climbing a mountain and he was all battle damaged. <laughs> I actually really liked the last season. I I, um, I didn't dislike it. That's and for sure. I agree. With, I I would sort of agree with you. There are a couple of outstanding episodes of Samurai Jack, but I think honestly most of them are good. You know, it's not like they're bad and there's only five good ones. It's more like they're the show yeah. is the show is good and there's five just amazing episodes that really elevate it. That's fair. I got Magu-chan at four. Okay. Uh, it made me laugh a lot. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I thought it was a weak Shonen Jump, but Magi Chan I enjoyed from start to finish. I probably should have put it higher. Looking eh. like, eh, whatever. What do you have at number three? That's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. Because I have read the prequels, I'm just really excited for Yuta to show up. Yeah, and, and I was like, am I supposed to know who this guy is? I don't think I am, but he's Goju's apprentice, so I guess we'll learn about him. We'll probably learn about him a little bit, but... But he's from the prequel. Maybe I should just go reread those real quick. Yeah. Or they're read not those, long. period. Not reread. It's like five chapters, yeah. right? Well, and he... Yeah. Uh, four. He has been mentioned in the series before. He's the dude that Toto is like, oh, that guy's not here? Well, that's not worth it. Gotcha, yeah. But that doesn't mean I know who he is. It just means I've heard his name before. Yeah, but uh, we, we know a little bit about him, even from the manga. To- Toto and- thinks he could kick his ass. Yes, but it's also a little bit of Toto recognizes that he's strong, just like Itadori kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Although Itadori was more of the fact that they bonded over the weird... Jennifer um, Lawrence. What? Yeah, what kind of girls do you like? Yeah. Well, although I also think that it's also that Itadori is such a brawler and so is Toto. Yeah, like like I said, there's a lot that makes them bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's going uh, on in the anime that, right now. It's quite good. Yeah. Because that scene where he was like, hey, what kind of girls do you like, made me look into it more in the manga. And it's apparently not just, like, uh, it's a little bit about what your actual preferences are, but a lot of it is, like, how you respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you, you because he says, oh, that's a boring answer when someone says, like, oh, I want to, he, he just wants someone who's honest and a yeah. little degenerate. Honest, a little degenerate, and someone that will answer, like, fairly quickly. Like, Yuji mm-hmm. has the moment of, like, wait, are you serious? Yes, I'm deadly serious. Okay, I guess I like a woman, you know, a tall woman with a big ass. And, like, because he answered on a dime, that was one of the reasons that he bonded with him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I mean, look, I'm not saying Jujutsu Kaisen's bad. <laughs> do, do not get it twisted. Al- although, no, no. one of the reasons I put me and Robigos so uh, low is I find the the idea that it being your first manga would be overwhelming to be ridiculous. Yes. Well, they they did that for, like, everything, and it was just, like, I mean, I totally understand the level of, oh, you want to get started into reading manga? Well, let's read all of One Piece. Yeah, I don't, that's, it's maybe a little much. It's a bit much, but I think giving someone volume one of One Piece ain't a bad start. 
Maybe it's no. where I would go. I'd probably go with volume one of Naruto. Probably. I guess we're good. The closest thing I've always had is if somebody's trying to get into anime, make them watch uh, Full Alchemist Brotherhood. And I've seen quite a lot of things where it's like, that's not the best plan. Not that it's the best anime ever, but there's a lot of times where it's like, maybe don't show them literally the best thing ever. Maybe start them off with something that's just good because it sucks when you're like, I watched one of the best anime out there. Then I watched a bunch of other stuff that wasn't as good and decided I didn't like it. This is a tangent off a tangent off a tangent, but it's super de- anime is like such a broad thing. It's like, how do you get into video games? It's like video games is a hobby, but like you can be a person who's like, my hobby is video games and literally only play Skyrim or WoW or League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Or you can be like me and you play like a bit of everything, or you can just play the Nintendo stuff. Like it's such a broad spectrum. Yeah. Or you can just be the person who just plays Candy Crush. And you know, some people are going to look down on you, but if that's your main hobby, it is your main hobby. Mm-hmm. Or like, how do I get into movies is a ridiculous question, right? True. And I feel like anime is the same thing. Like when my brother asked me for recommendations, he's looking for shonen stuff and so I can do it. And so you got to kind of know why someone wants to get into anime. Totally fair. What do you have at number three? The Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay, Jujutsu. I have Ayakashi Triangle at three. Again, it was a weak Shonen Jump, and I just enjoyed it front to back. It did have maybe the most egregious drawing of Camel Toe in it Ayakashi Triangle has had yet, and that was a bit distracting, but good otherwise. I was wondering if you were going to bring that up, but... <laughs> you also noticed it, I see. Okay. I did notice it, yes. And I'm like, wow. It was, wow. <laughs> yep, I had the exact <laughs> same thought. When I flipped that page, it was like... All right, moving on. <laughs> what do you have at number two? I have my hero at number two. Same. It's it's good. I'm still really liking the chapter. Good to have Hawks and Best Genus back. Good to have a chapter with a lot of Best Genus in it. Yeah. And like Hawks having his shonen moment. Oh, I got to help Endeavor. He's, he's got to be yeah. hurting because of what Dobby said, whether it's true or not. Like, I know he's trying to be a good person. And like, I also want to be a good person because of him. So I got to yeah. back him up. I got to go get my bro Endeavor because no one else will. As Shoto is always like, oh, I got to go defeat Dobby for my dad Endeavor. Because no one else will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Toto and Hawks teaming up, please. Yes. One Piece is number one. Yeah. <laughs> How did you survive? I made of rubber. How did you survive? Shonen <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I just uh, always love that. Why did my lightning work on you? Hey. Didn't this happen in the whole Cake Island? Like, I don't remember her using... No, no. She ne- She was, like, also, for her entire fight with Luffy, she was out of it. And Luffy didn't really fight her at all, because he was in the mirror dimension fighting Katakori. That's right. I guess, and and yeah. Nami had enslaved Zeus for most of it anyway. Oh, yeah, that that is right. So she didn't have access to Zeus either. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, <gasps> it was the same thing with the in the Skypea arc when he's yeah, fighting Anel, and he's like... Ha! And he, like Luffy's just standing like, uh, yeah. Is that supposed to do something? I think Skypie is one of the weaker arcs of One Piece, but NL like having this god complex because of these lightning powers, and then this dude just shows up. They do not work on, and him <laughs> un- being unable to process it is amazing. Yes. Well, and I definitely love that. Like they they mention you know like the lightning fruit is one of the god tier yeah logia fruits because like it makes sense. Especially if he can move at the speed of lightning. Like, that's a very powerful ability. It was like, mm-hmm. well, I'm your natural enemy, the rubber man. Mm-hmm. Ah, Skype is good. I mean, One Piece is good, because even its bad arcs are actually very good. Yes. 
And yeah, yeah, and it's number one. Speaking of mm-hmm. very good, we read Bakuman Volume 15 this week. Yes. And we'll be back to talk about it after the break. So we read Bakuman Volume 15, about halfway done with it. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Kevin? This was really good. I really liked the... I'm guessing there will be more with Nanamine, but this is the resolution of the Nanamine arc and the transition into another one. With this the, uh, kind of has four stories in it. Like four complete stories. One of them is very, very short. Yeah. But it, it wraps up the Nanamine arc. It has the class reunion bit. It's got Himura and Nakai fighting, and then it actually resolves the fourth arc as well. It's a very rare volume that ends on like a happy note, because very few chapters of Pokemon end on triumphant notes. Yes. Although it is at least seeding the next story already, because it's also very good at doing that. Yeah, so even though it does end on a happy note, you still want to keep reading. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I suppose starting with the Nanamine arc, where he, he tells his editor, hey, you have to go steal... A PCP story, that's the only way you can be useful to me, to his editor, who, yep. who who's, goes to them. He's like, okay, I'll do it. And he's like, ah, oh, you are of some use. And he goes to them and he's like, hey, please call him out on his bullshit and do it. Like, I talked to the editor-in-chief. It won't cause any problems. Yep. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, we actually wanted to say yes. We were we're just, like, not dumb teenagers anymore. Yeah. Well, and it, it wasn't just the, like, I like that they were like, the only reason you're doing this is because you're losing. Like, we can just continue doing mm-hmm. what we're doing and we'll be fine. That's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why we told you no. Yeah. But they still like I really love that bit where and it comes it comes back in the writers meeting or the the artists like end of the year party at the end of it. But they reread his old note and there was like he just wanted a rival, you know, like I'm gonna be better than you guys. And they've had mm-hmm. a couple of moments of this, like with their old assistant you know, where it's like, uh, we will continue. I really like the line of like, we'll continue to stay on top so that you have a goal to uh, try and beat. Yeah, which is what Edgy is serving for them. Yeah. So they're very sincere about it. And like a big theme of this volume is like trying to apply shonen bullshit to your real life and when it isn't, is not appropriate. Yes. Which as somebody who like spends a lot of t- his time thinking about that and like unravels stories to say, hey, what is the real world message here? What is applicable? What are the potential dangerous things they're sending? Like that mm-hmm. always hits me hard. Yeah. Yeah. Also, all of Nanami's helpers are having secret meetings behind his back where they're like, man, is this guy just full of shit or what? Yeah. Well, then I, I like the moment where Nanakai. Which character? Fat guy? The fat guy. Nakai. Nakai. Notices something is going on, and he was like, well, if this manga goes down the drain, my dream life is over, so I've got to get this going. So I clearly I need to chat with the the secret cabal, and he like tries to work out a way, you know, he's like, alright, I'll chat with the secret cabal, and like, clearly my art's not the problem, so we need to get the story fixed, and then everything will be fine. And he comes up and talks to them, and they're all like, oh, well, you're here, bye. Yeah, it's and like, I'll oh, leave. like he, it is exactly what we were worried about. Well, I'm out. Yeah. 
And the story is from Nanami's perspective for a while with his editor, you know, being hot blooded at him and being like, hey, I'm not going to leave until you agree to make manga with me like you said you would if you failed here. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I think shonen manga should be like grittier and sweatier. And Nanami's like, well, I think it should be like smart and plotty. So we we are not a good match for each other. Yeah, but I definitely like so PCP just crushes Nanami and A in the rankings when they try and both release the same chap you know the same plot line mm-hmm. where he gets 19th place so literally last in the volume uh-huh or in the magazine and they get like third yep which is a little higher than they usually do although not like outside of their average no they typically they he was like we're typically you know floating around four mm-hmm. you know six through three is generally where they tend to float but it was like yeah this chapter the people who would have voted for you didn't and the people who, so they all voted, like, a lot of the time there are people who vote for PCP and What Comes Tomorrow or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this chapter, nobody voted for you. Not nobody, but. I think you got, like, 41 votes. Yeah, compared to PCP's, like, 240. Mm-hmm. And so this sends Nanamine into this kind of depression spiral where he's like, well, I guess I'm done, whatever. And I do like the the editor coming in and <laughs> I like punching him in the face of, like, no, this isn't over, damn it. Well, and also, like, you, you, you promised me this. And it's like, hey, uh, it's not over till it's over. And he's like, no, it's over. Yeah. I don't know. Really, really strong, I thought, for sure. Yeah. No, super good. I like that the editors find out about how he's doing the work. And we're like, we can cancel it literally on this these grounds. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, no, please. The editor's like, no, please don't. Like, he won't learn anything that way. Yeah. And it was like, he's still really talented. I really think we have something there. So please give please give me one more shot to try and help him out. And here's my basically letter of resignation. Mm-hmm. Like hold on to this just in case. Yeah, it's, it's a request to transfer, not a letter of resignation. But it was basically a letter of resignation. You know, I'm I'm literally staking my career on this kid mm-hmm. because he puts his money where his mouth is, and he's all about my dog barking and throwing off my train of thought. <laughs> he's all about it. Say, if you don't have anything else, we transfer to the... I do. I just, like I said, my, okay. my train of thought is just wrecked right now. Actually, maybe I don't for this arc. And I guess you said they go to the end of the year party and he's like kind of broken. He's like, hey, I just came here to tell you that like I am going to beat you. Yeah. And then, like I said, I really like that line of we will continue to stand on top to make sure that you have someone to beat. Mm-hmm. And, and he rejects, well, they try to shake his hand and he rejects them. Yeah. Which is also interesting. Yeah. Which dovetails right into their class reunion, because it even gets talked about before the ending of that arc. Yeah. Like, hey, are you going? And Master is like, yeah, like I had my best friend in that grade. Like I lost contact with him because he got into a good school. I'd like to see him. I do want to mention this is a weird America to Japan thing, but they're having their second grade class reunion. Yes. Not, Not like high school. But he even mentions like, oh, if it was middle school, I couldn't go because I'd see Miho. Yeah. And I get that. It was just like, it was the weird, yeah, we're having our second grade class reunion. I, okay. That's weird. And like the chapter almost feels like it's set up to be the last chapter, right? Or did you get that? I didn't really know that I felt that the first time, but on a reread, it almost felt like, oh man, was Pokemon doing bad? Did they think this might have to be the end when they're quoting Tomorrow's Joe and like getting really shown in with it? Again, that like, I how don't... do you apply your fiction to your real life idea? Yeah, I don't know. I 
I don't know. I I wasn't getting that vibe, but I also it's kind of hard coming at it knowing there's another five volumes after this. Yes, for sure. It, it was just a feel like he's like it's it's basically about like hey our lives aren't normal like we devoted everything to manga and like was that the right choice and they're both like no we're the proto people that it was absolutely the right choice for us like it wouldn't have worked if it wasn't yeah and i like that i definitely like that it it like during the whole meeting it feels like mashro is not connecting with the other people until his best friend comes and then he does but then like it's only for a minute yeah but like even then it's got this feeling of like maybe Mashro's feeling down on himself, but it, it, he wasn't really. It was he was like, you know, regular people do these kind of things. I'm not a regular person anymore. That's not mm-hmm. bad. Like you know, uh, I don't begrudge them for having their fun, and I wouldn't uh, trade it to do anything else. But I didn't want to go to the after party because like, you know, I don't want to be the downer because I like I do have to work, and they would all you know starting to feel super awkward. When they were like, oh, yeah, you're this big shot manga artist, right? You have, like, all this money, right? Well, I mean, you can do these kind of things. Like, no, I have, like, no free time. Yeah. That's what Himaru's always going on about. Yeah. I- including in this one, where he gets another series. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> That was so good. <laughs> it was like, oh, God, the nightmare is starting again. And his editor's like, dude, like, celebrate for, like, an hour at least. Come on. Yeah. He's like, it's what I wanted, but it's not what I want. <laughs> I just, I also really loved, he just keeps getting these weird ideas for his manga based on what's going on in his life. Like, mm-hmm. he sees uh, Aoki and the editor being like, you can't call me Yuritan at the meeting. You have to treat me proper. And he's like, are they secretly a thing? <gasps> ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't want to, but he, he can't stop himself. It's a very yes. good, like, di- he's, he's a good character. And he features, like, prominently in this volume as well. Like, he gets, I guess not his first arc. His first one really was the one with Aoki. But, like, he gets another similar length arc where uh, Nakai is basically thrown out on the street because Nanami fires him after he talks to all of the cabal. Yep. Which gets all of them to leave. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gets fired. So he's working on the street as, like, a character He's drawing portraits, but, you know, yeah. he's like a street artist. A caricature artist, yeah. Well, it's not caricatures. They're like actual, like, well-done portraits, but he's just, you know, mm-hmm. he's a street artist. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'll draw a picture of you for 500 yen. Yeah. And Fakuda confronts him, and, like, he brushes him off. And they're because all kind of like... the, Well, that's because they're, uh, right before Fakuda confronts him, three cute girls are like, hey, you'll will you do a, a picture for us? He was like, yeah, it's 500 per person. Well, we want to do all three of us. And he's like, all right, well, I can make a deal for a thousand. That's too much. Make it 600. Yeah. And so he draws it. One of the girls comes back and she's kind of flirting with him. And like, as Fakuda is trying to talk to him and he was like, no, this guy's not important. Yeah, let's go. She's like, Hey, we can draw some like more private pictures back at my place. Wink, wink. And he's like, yeah, but then she's just messing with him. Yeah, she had a bet with her two friends of whether or not he would actually show up. Mm-hmm. And so he runs away. And that's when he gets super drunk and goes to Aoki's house. And is like, I just want to punch her. Yeah. And she calls, or I guess she's already on the phone with Himura, who's like, hey, like you need to call the police. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that to him. And he's like, well, then I'm coming over because clearly this is not a good situation. 
Yeah. So I like how she stalls him by being like, oh, I just got out of the bath, so give me a second to clean up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back to uh, problematic. We have this confrontation between the two over Aoki, which at least she gets some agency in the struggle when she, like, comes out to end it. I really liked it. I really liked her coming out. You know, she's like, no, I'm not calling the police. And then she came out and she was like, all right, well, if you want to punch me until you feel better, go for it. Yeah. Well, again, that, that Shonen stuff. And he's like, no, because he realizes that that's not what he actually wants. Yeah. I, I, I do love the resolution to this where Nakai's like, I wasted everything on manga and I didn't get anywhere with it. Yep. And I just wanted Aoki and Hamor's like, oh, my God, you're my future self. He's like, I was like, I also have staked everything on manga and hate it. And like, I'm afraid that it'll just evaporate and I won't get anything and I'll be fat like you. You should come be my assistant. <laughs> yeah. And they go out drinking. I really like that. And Fukuda's like, yeah, drunks are always like that. Yep. I guess before all of that confrontation happens, we have Mashiro, Takagi, and Fukuda talking about, you know, like, oh, I heard. Naki was, you know, working again. That's great. But it was like, oh, he got fired. And at first, Mashiro's almost about to say, like, well, maybe we should hire him. And Takagi's like, remember, we have the one girl. Like, we can't have Naki in the same room as her. Yeah. Like, you know, even if he wasn't going to be an issue, them being together would because he would try and hit on her. Yes. And at first, I honestly thought Fakuda was going to invite him to. to be an assistant. When they're like, when he's talking on the characters, she's like, "Hey, I've like, I got an anime. I've been thinking like I could use oh, yeah, a good right. assistant." And Nikai brushes him off. Yeah, because, because of the girls. Of the girl. Yep. Because yeah. Fakuda doesn't have any experience with girls. Nikai read that one shot. <laughs> which brings us into the last story, which is that somebody robs or breaks into a bank, doesn't steal anything, but just leaves a volume of PCP. It wasn't a volume of PCP. It was, they left a note saying, we are here. Gotcha, yeah. It's like the the inspiration for PCP that Takagi talked about, and they put the characters talking about that in an issue. Yeah. And this happens on a Sunday when the Suesha offices are closed. And just like current media, they blow the story out of proportion, and they're like, oh yeah, clearly the dude was, you know, inspired by this PCP manga, and we need to stop this PCP manga. It's making people commit crimes. And Takagi ends up getting super depressed about it because he's like, oh, God, um, you know, do I need to censor stuff? Yeah. And even though the editor in chief calls Satori is like, hey, like, have their backs full stop. Like, we do. Yep. But Takagi, he's like, oh, well, at first. Th- oh, sorry. Well, it was just at first Satori was like, you know, hey, because uh, the editor in chief calls him. And he's like, hey, are you worried about this thing? Like, ah, not really. Like, I'm kind of pissed that, and just like the editor-in-chief was, he was like, I'm kind of pissed that they put PCP up in the media coverage without consulting us at all. That's copyright infringement. Like, you can't, you know, publish news media about something that you don't own. Mm-hmm. And so Although, he was pissed about that. I don't know about Japanese laws, but that sort of thing would be allowed under America, under fair use doctrine. Which, you know, fair use doctrine is bullshit and doesn't get used properly all the time. But if you're actually saying, hey, this happened and it is like depi- like was mentioned in this comic, that would be okay for fair use. Now, there yeah. would still probably be a lawsuit about it, don't get me wrong, but... Well, yeah. Well, and it was also like just the way they responded of like, you know, this happened on a Sunday when we weren't in the offices. So that's why the editor-in-chief was super pissed at the news, the news outlets for doing that. 
But Tori's like, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. And he's like, well, how are Takagi and Mashiro handling it? Oh, maybe I should go check on them. And he was like, yeah, make sure they know that we've got their back. Mm-hmm. And I love that, like, Mashiro is pretty unfazed by it. Like, Miho texts him and is like, hey, is it okay? He's like, yeah, you know, shit like this happens. Like, I couldn't be a manga artist if this bugged me. He's like, hey, is Takagi taking it okay? He's like, oh, would ta- is Takagi more sensitive than me? Maybe I should be careful about that. Yeah. And, and then Tori says, hey, it's fine. Like, you know, we got all sorts of complaints at the start, too, and we never even brought him up. And Takagi's like, yeah, but that's why we can't be an anime. And, like, it wrecks him and he can't write it properly. Yeah, well, because they have that meeting, and then Takagi runs down and chases after her. He's like, no, seriously, is it okay? He was like, yeah, literally, you know, he was like, the editor-in-chief is like, do you want to go talk to the editor-in-chief about it? Like, we're not going to try and censor your manga. That didn't even come up. He literally told me, we have your back. Mm -hmm. But he still can't get it out of his head. And I like that at first he thinks he's done with it. He's like, okay, all right, fine. And then he writes the story, and they're like, uh, something's wrong here Takagi. why are you so bad at writing all of a sudden and, and yeah. i love that like struggle arc where mashiro has his back the entire time it's like no like this is fine okay let i can give you an extra day mm-hmm. and how mashiro slowly turns to be like no like do it again and kai is like isn't mashiro being an asshole to you and he's like no it's because he trusts me yeah i really like that moment where right at the end where it's like uh, no we can't take a week off i need to show that if he's going to lose sleep over coming up with the story, I can lose sleep over drawing it. Mm-hmm. Like we're a team, so I have to help him. Yeah, that all of that really worked well. You know, I liked Kaya not un, like not knowing how she was like. Miho said to be supportive, but he kicked me out of the room. I I don't know what to do. I like you know how do I solve this? Mm-hmm. And I love the the solution that they come to in the moment. And I, I also like it's a very small moment, but I love that Mashiro calls him and he doesn't answer and he's like, Oh, what do I do now then? And I love that Kaya like is unwilling to answer Takagi's phone, but immediately calls him back. Yeah. And she was like, Hey, this is Kaya, you know, he locked himself in his room and starts explaining what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. And Mashiro runs over with the solution that both him and Takagi probably came to at about the same time. Yeah, it's super good, uh bit where he's like hey we, we this is all we have to do yeah and he was like hey i you know i've got it this is the solution takagi turns around and was like i know i'm almost done with the story <laughs> yes <laughs> and, well it's even drawn it's like they say it at the same time it's it's very yes. good done we don't talk about the art of bakuman enough it's kind of like when people talk about why forrest gump won the oscar for special effects it's because you don't really notice the special effects are there yeah and Bakuman is very similar. We'll talk about it when they go super deformed in some of the comedy stuff where it's very obvious, but mm-hmm. they're so good at like the camaraderie stuff and just facial expressions telling stories. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it's the, it's the hidden excellence of, uh, it's something that like I notice at a subconscious level, like they, Bakuman has even talked about that where it's like, Hey, your art's too dark, like literally too dark. It's not, Something that somebody would consciously go, like, unless they're an artist, they wouldn't go, no, that's too dark. But it's something that was affecting them either way. And so this is the exact opposite of that, of the artwork's just super solid. And I don't generally notice it, but it's still just really good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of weird that it ends on, like, they write the story and it works, right? Like, it just gets wrapped up. 
And that's mostly yeah. because, like I said, very few chapters of Bakuman end on a triumphant note. So for a volume yeah. two is extra strange. Yeah, normally I feel like it would have ended with, we just have to do the copycat. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's it. Like, that's the ending. Like, mm-hmm. they, they submit the work and don't know the results yet. Yeah. But at this point, I'm so invested in the story, I'm not skipping out, even if this ends with a happy note. Yeah, and this might be a slight spoiler, but they're already brewing the next story, which is that Edgy is trying very hard to be number one. Yeah. And the Hattori's are nervous about, you know, that statement he made that if he's number one, he gets to cancel something. Yeah. And I I do like Hattori having to think of like, all right, so is it just like everybody wants to be number one? That's just a normal thing to want when you're a jump artist. Or is it he wants to improve Crow so that PCP will work harder? Or does he want to actually cancel a series that he doesn't like? And it's like, oh, God, is it PCP? Because they've been struggling right lately. And he's like their biggest fan, but like maybe that would make him want to cancel it more. Yeah, so really good. I'm looking forward to the... Because he does actually get number one. Yep. In this volume. But they've gotten number one before. On chapter one. Yeah, that doesn't count. I, I still think the best part of Bakuman is that scene at his uncle's grave. Where he's like, oh, yes. your uncle would have been so fair. He's like, are you kidding? He would have said it's chapter one. That doesn't count. Yeah. Super good as always. I don't know that I have anything more to say about this volume. Nope. That just leaves us with personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top, we have Uzumaki Naruto. At the very bottom, we have Koku from Flame of Rekka. In the center, we have Buggy the Clown and Tomura Shigaraki. Have a lot of characters from Bakuman. Is there anyone who you think should move based on this chapter, Kevin? Or volume, I suppose? I don't think so. Because we don't have Naki... Nope, we don't have him yet. And I think, like, I sort of like Nanamine's redemption, but I honestly feel like it's more of the editor's work than his. Yeah, and I'll just say you are right when you suspect he will be back. Yeah, well, you can't just literally have that dude just vanish. Like, <laughs> I'm. you could do that in a story, but uh, these guys would not kind of yeah. thing. Like, they even, they even brought Naki back after what, like five volumes or something like that where he wasn't in the the manga? Yes, though I'll say some of the stuff I've been reserved about saying is I feel like in the back half there's more of that. Okay. And, and I'll try not to go any more than that. But That's fair. Uh, he will be back. We have not seen the last of him. Uh, so yeah, Nakai I, I think, the obvious character to add, right? Yeah. It was going to be either Nakai or Nanamine's editor. I, and this is not the end of Nakai's arc, but it's basically the end of Nakai's arc. Yeah. So he's a bit problematic in that he wants to hit a woman and like he blames all his problems on one who is, you know, did nothing to him. Yeah. And like, wasn't even string. It wasn't like she wasn't stringing him along. Like she was just, she's just generally a nice person. Mm-hmm. It, it is like, know, there's lots of stories about this because it's a thing that happens all the time, but it's a thing that sort of media reinforces a lot of the time. Yeah. Do we think he's the worst character in Bakuman we've ranked so far? Is he worse than Shun Shiratori, who wrote a story about his dog? I don't know, because again, like, if I were to rank them from, like, a morality level, yes, absolutely. (laughs) He's one of the worst characters in Bakuman. But that doesn't mean he's a bad character. It's like I was talking about last week with villains, or last time with Bakuman with villains, of, you know, it's like, I'm kind of supposed to despise him, and he does that really well. So I can't fault him for that. I think part of why I 
hold this against him is that Bakuman really doesn't have villains. It's one of the reasons Nanamine feels so weird is that he feels like a villain when he's introduced in a way that like Edgy goes over the top and he's like, I want to be able to cancel something. But like, that's like, they quickly course correct on him. Yeah. And and Nakai like is in the end kind of rewarded for his behavior because somebody else recognizes it in himself. I'm willing to put him above Shun personally. Yeah, so am I. But I think probably below Nanamine, who is the next highest Pokemon character we have. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally fair. Right above Shun, we have Rita Vratoski from All You Need Is Kill, and I don't think he's as good as her. No. So Takuro Nakai will go at number 61, above Shun Shiatore and below Rita Vratoski. That will do it for this week. Join us next mm-hmm. week when we will be back for one of my favorites. We will be reading Sailor Moon, Volume 3. Been a while since we have looked at that series. Yeah. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sam Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out my other podcasts or join our Discord if you want to talk about some manga. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Nope. Have a great week, everybody. Gotta stop.